Hello and welcome back to the Bidmock Podcast. It's going to be a quick episode today. I'm sorry if the audio quality is a little lower than usual. Because of my current apartment situation, I have uh, actually been forced to resort to recording on my phone in my car just so that I don't pick up the footsteps and creaks of the neighbors above me. So, Again, I'm sorry if the audio quality is a bit subpar today, but I really wanted to get these episodes out and decided I had no other options. So today what we're going to be talking about is current Nintendo IPs that they've actually been continuing with, but I would like to see some slight changes here or there in the future. I'm only going to talk about a few of them, so it might be a relatively quick episode. Now originally... I did want to talk about Splatoon, but I do think Nintendo has a pretty strong grasp on what they're doing with the Splatoon franchise and all of the, you know, all of the things that I could actually think of to actually improve upon it or things that I would like to see in the future would really boil down to the rumors of apartments because I do think any type of customization in any game really is really a, a good addition to make and Also, if this doubles as, you know, a meeting place or basically a a clubhouse of sorts that you can invite your squad into, I think that's a great idea. But the only thing that I would really uh, request of the developers is to add ways to level up and earn money outside of the online modes. Because at the moment, that's the only way that you can actually level up and earn new weapons and unlock new weapons. So unfortunately, even if you've spent all your time in the single player mode and you've played the game a lot, the second you go into online, you're in a situation where you feel like you're behind because everybody else has been able to unlock these other weapons that you only get till, you know, later on after you've played a bunch of online matches. And so it always feels like you're outmatched or that you're behind in some way. And it would be nice for people that jump in later into the game's life cycle or for the people that are maybe starting over on another account. It would be nice to be able to earn coins and level up in another way so that you can jump on to an online match using weapons that are actually on par with everybody else instead of having to start at the beginning. As far as Nintendo's, you know, big two IPs in Legend of Zelda and Mario, I actually think they're in a pretty good position right now. They have Breath of the Wild 2 that's supposed to be coming out. I do expect that it's coming out at the end of this year, but even if it's not, I'm going to assume it's going to be early next year at the latest. I do feel like they are in a very strong position with that franchise after the success of Breath of the Wild, although I would like to see them... Uh, really solidify that uh, that genre, I suppose, uh, is the word to use. I do want to see improvements upon Breath of the Wild because the weapon-breaking mechanic was a little bit, um, how to put this, a little bit aggravating after a certain point in time. It didn't really make you want to find new or better items. It ended up actually making me afraid 
to use my better items. So I would intentionally use the worst uh, weapons that I had instead of using the actual ones I worked hard to find just because I didn't want to lose them. So perhaps in Breath of the Wild 2 or future Zelda titles, adding something where you can maybe uh, craft weapons using items that you scavenge for in the overworld, or perhaps even uh, adding an option where you can mend weapons after they break. That way, it feels like you have a little bit more uh, purpose to finding new weapons to use. It would also be nice to see more in-depth dungeons. Now, I'm a big fan of the way they did the shrines. I think it actually works really well for Breath of the Wild and for the Switch because you can easily jump in and out of a shrine. It takes maybe like 10 to 20 minutes to knock one out. So you can do it in little spurts if you don't have time to actually sit down and play a full game. And I do like the, uh, the way they handled the Divine Beasts. Those were kind of more traditional uh, dungeons and temples and stuff, although they, they lacked specific themes. So I do think that it would be great to see in Breath of the Wild, all, all they really need to do is add themed dungeons with more intricate puzzles. And I think that basically the, the structure they have works perfectly. As for Mario, I really love the things they did in Mario Odyssey. I think ultimately that game at this point might actually be my favorite game on the Switch and like the most definitive Switch game. It kind of goes back and forth between Mario and uh, Breath of the Wild, uh, Odyssey and Breath of the Wild. Uh, every once in a while I'll swap and say, oh, I actually preferred that or no, this one's more definitive as a Switch game. But at the moment, I do think Mario Odyssey kind of encapsulates what the Switch does best uh, in every aspect of that game. And so I think that they're really in a really strong position with Mario as well for the 3D uh, Mario, the sandbox style games. I would like to see them now. I mean, I would like to see an Odyssey 2, but I would also... I think I would also just prefer DLC for Mario Odyssey, in all honesty, because all we really need is more themed kingdoms. You know, add a bunch of moons into a new kingdom. Maybe you can bring in kingdoms from other games as references. I mean, they have the Mushroom Kingdom at the end, and it would be really cool to see what they could do with some of these other kingdoms or other areas from past Mario titles and just having each kingdom be kind of like a DLC pack would really work well because then you can kind of pick and choose which kingdom you want to explore and you can really flesh out your own Mario adventure I suppose and I feel like that would be the best way they could handle it and as for their 2D now I know a lot of people dislike the new Super Mario Brothers series. Um, you know, the music, a lot of people really dislike the way the music sounds. A lot of people really feel the new Super Mario Brothers games have been really lacking in creativity as far as their level design goes. And I'm not going to lie, I don't think any of the new Super Mario Brothers games is in my top, even my top 10 uh, for... Mario games, all in all. I feel like they're solid titles, but they're not really something that I would recommend 
in terms of the series. But I mean, as long as they can continue putting out both 3D and 2D Mario games, I'll be happy with that. Because even at the end of the day, even though the new Super Mario Brothers series is less exciting than the older games in the series, um, none of them are really necessarily bad. They're just kind of forgettable. But I mean, there's still that quality to it. So I feel like this that ultimately they're in a good place with Mario as well. Now, I really only wanted to talk about two franchises in particular. Well, I suppose you can uh, count it as three franchises because I wanted to t the first thing I wanted to talk about is Mario Kart and Mario Party. Now, as much as I enjoy Mario and I'm a big Mario fan, and as much as I appreciate the Mushroom Kingdom cast of characters, I think that these series would definitely benefit from being more about a celebration of Nintendo as a whole and not specifically Mario. So in Mario Kart, we currently have representatives from Splatoon, Animal Crossing, uh, and Legend of Zelda. So why not continue that and simply add all of your Nintendo IPs to the Mario Kart series. Make it a Nintendo Kart series. This would have a couple of really big benefits. First, you would be able to draw in people who aren't necessarily a fan of Mario, but that might be a fan of some of these other characters. So perhaps somebody's not a huge Mario fan, but they are a fan of Samus. Now they have somebody they can play as while playing Mario Kart. But then it also has the advantage of being giving you basically the liberty to really design some really cool courses for Mario Kart and adding new items and stuff like that. Now imagine if each of these Grand Prix not only had to fit within the Mario universe, but you could also add some tracks from the Metroid series. Maybe you could add some uh, some stuff for... Like, I know we already have uh, a map for Splatoon, but maybe you can add some more. Same with Legend of Zelda. We already have one Hyrule-themed uh, area, but we could add some more, maybe. You know, you, you have a lot of options, and there are a lot of iconic franchises. Even if you look at some of the things that have a little bit less in them... Uh, well, less aesthetic to choose from. I mean, you have things like Kid Icarus. Uh, sure, not many people are going to know all of these games or anything, but you have a lot more to choose from, and you can get really creative with your designs. And I think it would be really cool to just kind of let the designers of these tracks and courses and Grand Prix just let them kind of run wild with ideas of things that celebrate a bunch of different Nintendo franchises. I think that that could be really cool. As far as a new game, I know a lot of people really wanted Mario Kart 9 to be revealed in the last Nintendo Direct. I'm actually one of the few that did not want Mario Kart 9, and I still don't, to be quite honest. I don't want Mario Kart 9 to be put out on the Switch. I would actually prefer to see DLC content added to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Now, we've gotten a lot of news from Nintendo in terms of new characters being added to Mario Kart 
tour, which is cool. It's nice for the people that play that mobile game, but I would like to see them put that same care and effort into Mario Kart 8 Deluxe on the Switch. I mean, it's one of the best-selling games that Nintendo's ever had, and I'm pretty sure it's the top-selling game on the Switch. I might be wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure it is. So just the fact that they could be adding more characters to Mario Kart 8 through DLC, that would be awesome. And then on top of that, you could also just do more Grand Prix for DLC like you did on the Wii U. I mean, there were four of these Grand Prix that are in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe that simply did not exist in the base game of Mario Kart 8. They were DLC additions. So why not give us more of that? I mean, for all the people that play Mario Kart 8, I'm sure a majority of them would buy new tracks and new characters for Mario Kart. It just seems like a wasted opportunity. Now, don't get me wrong, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is great as is, but imagine how good it could be if they had a larger roster of characters and more tracks added on from the base game. And the same thing could be said about Mario Party, the Mario Party series. Just give us Nintendo representatives, and again, it gives you the option to create boards and minigames based on some of these other iconic franchises, so that the creators of these minigames and the developers of these uh, games in general, they, again, have more creativity. They can do so much more with these games. And it would be, honestly, it would just be so cool to have these as games that fans of all sorts of franchises can come together and bond over in a very casual and just fun setting so that we can all just kind of share in the joy that this one celebration of Nintendo gives us. And we kind of already have that in another game on the Switch as well. And that's actually going to lead me into the next game I want to talk about. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is a massive, massive game. And honestly, I'm very impressed, not only that they got it to work, but that they continue to balance it even after adding new fighters and new stages and everything like that. And I don't think that they should ever try to make a new Smash game. Because honestly, the only thing that I could see coming from that is disappointment from the fans after realizing that Smash Ultimate was the best the series ever could do. That doesn't mean that I think they should stop anything Smash related. They should definitely keep going and adding new characters and everything, but I think it should all be done to add things to Smash Ultimate. And even when they have future consoles and everything like that, they should really just port this game to those future consoles. And as far as the DLC fighters go, now I've already expressed in a past episode this week that I was very excited about Pyra and Mithra being added to the game for a few reasons. First, because I really love their characters. Uh, second, because I really love the game that they're from. And third, because I really love the fact that we're getting more female representation on the Smash roster. But it does kind of lead to a problem I have with some of these DLC fighters that they have chosen for the DLC pack. We've gotten some really cool DLC character reveals, but 
there are also a lot of just very generic Nintendo IPs being represented. I mean, we got Byleth, which was another Fire Emblem representative. We're getting Pyra and Mithra, which is Xenoblade, which is a Nintendo IP. And the special thing about Smash, and especially Smash Ultimate, is that it feels to me like it's supposed to be a uh, a coming together of all sorts of games and all sorts of companies and franchises. It's supposed to be a celebration of gaming in general. And I feel like what the DLC fighters should do and should be is they should just kind of bring things from all over the place. Now, we, we've gotten a few of those. We got Steve, uh, Minecraft Steve, which Minecraft is a huge, huge name in the gaming landscape. So that was a really cool addition because it celebrates that game. And the just the fact that it's in Smash is kind of a testament to how big that game is. Now, we did get Sephiroth, which I get it. It's cool. It does represent Final Fantasy, which is awesome. Um, but we already had Cloud. So I feel like it would have been better to maybe get a character from a different Final Fantasy game if you were going to go that way or just a different Square Enix game. Now, personally, I really want a representative from Kingdom Hearts to be in there. You know, give me the trio of Sora, Riku, and uh, Kairi. I think that would be really cool. But, you know, I, I know it's not for everybody. But basically, that kind of just proves my point, though, of what I'm saying is I want representatives from games we have not seen yet. Uh, you know, as much as I love all of these characters that they're adding, you know, because I do, I do respect these characters and I do really like these characters. I feel that it's a missed opportunity to keep adding characters from games that you already have represented. I think that it would be a lot better if Nintendo just added characters that didn't have representation yet. And, I mean, not every character has a full move set, so I like the me costume approach to some of these characters. As much as I think they could have made a full move set for some of these characters, like Cuphead, it is nice to see that they have some representation in the game through the me costumes as well. Um, but ultimately, yeah, I do kind of just want them to continue showing different representation, not just Nintendo characters, not just these games or franchises that you've already had represented. But I mean, you can do all sorts of, you can have some of the indie games that really made a big splash. Like what about Super Meat Boy? You could have that in there. Uh, maybe he wouldn't have a great move set either. So maybe just a, a costume for a me fighter as well on him. Um, but do you know what I mean? Like I, I want to see a huge uh, collection of the biggest gaming icons. Now, you know, like Master Chief, you have your Xbox representation. I mean, we already do have Microsoft representation in Minecraft, technically, because, I mean, a lot of people, when they see Minecraft, Steve, they, they probably don't associate that with being a Microsoft mascot, even though he is that is owned by Microsoft now. Um, but I mean, I guess Master Chief would, would be the definitive uh, Microsoft mascot. So it would be cool to see him there to represent Microsoft. As for Sony, I mean, they had a lot of mascots back in the day, 
but a lot of those games have now kind of shifted away from Sony and become just kind of multi-platform games. I mean, Crash was a huge face for Sony back in the day. Um, and he, it would still be nice to see him represented in Smash, but I don't think he's really, he would really be a Sony mascot at that point. Uh, same with Spyro, um, which again, it would be cool to see him in Smash, but you know, not really a Sony mascot. Um, so maybe something like Ratchet and Clank or Sly Cooper, um, would be a good representative from, um, from Sony. But yeah, I, I kind of just want to see, honestly, all of those characters would be cool to see. Even Nathan Drake would be cool to see in Smash. Um, but yeah, I feel like that's kind of what they need to do with Smash moving forward. Cause I don't think they can ever top themselves with another base game. Uh, so I don't think they should even try. I think they really should just live on their Smash Ultimate hype and keep adding characters to the roster uh, whenever they have the desire to, you know, add a new fighter or to do something more with Smash. I feel like that would be the best way to handle that franchise. So that's going to do it for this episode today. I know it was a really short episode, and I do acknowledge the fact that I didn't talk about even a lot of Nintendo franchises, uh, to be completely honest. I mean, I missed out on some really big ones. I mean, Metroid has a, has an anniversary this year and I didn't, I didn't mention anything about hopes for that. Um, I didn't really go in depth on any, anything else other than, (laughs) other than kind of the very bare minimum. You know, I didn't talk about Pikmin. I didn't talk about, uh, Star Fox, which I already covered Star Fox a little bit yesterday, but you know what I mean? So instead, I'm going to put it out to you guys. What are some IPs that you really love that Nintendo's been maybe dropping the ball with? Maybe they've been doing really good with lately. But what are some ideas you have for your favorite Nintendo franchises and what Nintendo should do with them in the future? Let me know on Twitter at Bidmock, at B-Y-D-M-O-C. And honestly, I know that a lot of people are kind of upset with Nintendo at the moment. Um, it seems that there's just kind of a lot of negativity surrounding a lot of releases, um, which is unfortunate because I do think that at the end of the day, a lot of the Switch games in particular are actually really good. And it seems to me like Nintendo is making a genuine effort to bring some of their other franchises into the light. I mean, look at some of the stuff they've done with Luigi's Mansion 3. And I mean, they really did try and meet people almost halfway with the new Paper Mario as well. And I know a lot of people are going to disagree with me on that one. But honestly, I feel like Nintendo's trying to meet fans in a in a place where they they're trying to bring some of these games back to some of the, you know, favorite entries into the series while also really maintaining the direction they are trying to go with it themselves. But let me know what you think on Twitter. As for some of the really big stuff that I want to talk about this week, I am going to do an entire episode on Pokemon. Uh, The plan is to get that out tomorrow. It's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode yet again, because of the fact that, again, my recording situation is a little strenuous at the moment. I mean, we get a, we have a lot of 
um, noise in our apartment building. So I'm going to do my best to record uh, with the actual equipment I have in the apartment at the moment, but it might not happen. It might end up being another episode like this. So it'll probably be a little shorter again, but I do have a lot of thoughts on the future of Pokemon. And so I will be posting that tomorrow, which will be our new permanent podcast day. So make sure to come back Thursday every week so that you can hear the new episode. As for the real world life of a person, again, because I've been recording and uploading podcasts all week, I didn't feel like it was necessary to do it at the end of every episode, but I will be uh, talking a little bit about what I've been doing with my spare time at the end of tomorrow's episode so that you can all kind of get a glimpse at some of the stuff I've been really enjoying and watching lately. So that's going to be it for today. Until next time, thanks for listening.